0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the American Ninja Warrior hap podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me is somebody that I like to call Goat. Uh, how's it going, Goat?
1: <laughs> I already forgot about that until just now. You really have an ear for annoying things.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, if you if you recall, uh, I, I think I edited this out because it wasn't <laughs> funny enough. But there was a part uh, during the podcast last time where I was writing notes. Um, I was writing notes for uh, episode three to remember to call you goat because you said you'd you'd like to be called goat.
1: Listen, it's not the worst nickname, especially if it's in all caps. Um, so I'll take it.
0: Well, it's it's not in all caps.
1: Okay, it's, but people can't hear that being over the podcast. A goat. Okay, whatever. Listen, that was I, the whole
0: that was the whole thing.
1: I know, but I'm just saying if you just say it like that, then it sounds like a compliment and now everybody knows that you recognize me as the goat. As a goat.
0: <laughs> this is rude. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about episode 3 of American Ninja Warrior season 10. We're in Miami.
1: Yeah. Have you ever been to Miami? No. I don't think you would like it very much. Why? Uh, You don't like the beach and you don't like clubbing very much. Um, And those are kind of the two main things going on in Miami.
0: Yeah, you're probably right.
1: (laughs) It's fun. I went there when I was 20, though, which is like definitely not when you're supposed to go to Miami.
0: When are you supposed to go to Miami? When you're
1: 80? (laughs) When you're over 21. Oh, (laughs) <laughs> um or, or when you're 80 80- yeah yeah, yeah. I think both work i think people probably retire there um but i got a terrible sunburn as i always do uh but i had a fun time there you go i didn't see jj woods i wish i did
0: I, I wish we would see more of JJ Woods.
1: <laughs> Me too. Uh,
0: well, we are here in Miami for the qualifying round. Um, and we've got some new obstacles here. Um, the qualifying course is going to start with the floating steps as always. Then the flywheels, which, um, you uh, it's it's those little, uh, little like circle things that you grab onto. Almost and then, like a
1: wheel.
0: Yeah, almost like a wheel, but not quite. And you uh, they spin or tilt or. I think they spin. spin. They don't tilt. They spin uh, <laughs>
1: like a wheel,
0: like a wheel. And then you fly on them.
1: Oh, yeah. You okay. go from one
0: to the other to the other.
1: I feel like you've been on a roll of
0: explaining obstacles very clearly and concisely until this week. Well, I wasn't I was going to just go past the flywheels because I feel like we just did the flywheels. But that was Ninja versus Ninja.
1: Yeah. Plus, it's not a new obstacle.
0: Exactly. Then there is Razor's Edge, which is a series of three panels that are uh, vertically positioned. Um so you're so you're walking across the edges of them, uh, and then they are uh, there's like uh, they're they they're like there's a big bar that runs through all three of them, and then if you step on them, they tilt with the bar. Uh huh. And yeah. they're not all straight positioned either; uh, they're crooked.
1: Okay. Oh, do we have to call this the Harry's Razors Edge?
0: <laughs> no. To get
1: some. Bon Con in here.
0: Harry's does not sponsor the American <laughs> Ninja Warrior podcast.
1: Alright, not yet. Not until we start calling it the Harry's Razor's Edge. Uh,
0: then we have a new obstacle, the ring turn. You uh, jump on this big ring with a little notch at uh, one end of it and you have to uh, sp- move it, <laughs> move the notch to the top and, and get it all hooked in and secure and stuff.
1: Yeah, you're doing great. Keep yeah. going. <laughs>
0: Um. did I mention that I got like four hours of sleep last night
1: why why did you get four hours of sleep because last night? I woke
0: up and I couldn't go back to sleep and it was very frustrating why did, okay you woke up in the morning did you go to bed at a normal time yes yes very normal time I woke up and you like usually if I wake up I it's like sometimes you can get back to sleep sometimes you can't and I just woke up and like uh, it was like oh well and I tried to get back to sleep for like an hour. Didn't happen.
1: Did you do anything productive with all of your extra day?
0: No, not no. at all. I, uh, I was like, all right, well, still got still got to work out. So, uh, let me just like gather up the energy. Never did.
1: Mm, yeah, that'll happen.
0: Yeah. So, uh, basically I was like, well, working out's not going to happen today. Might as well do the podcast.
1: <laughs> oh, we weren't going to do it today. <laughs>
0: To accommodate your busy gym schedule, least going to happen after after the (laughs) workout.
1: All right. Um, Also worth mentioning, I believe this uh, ring turn was uh, designed by Kevin Brecky, our friend who designed the crank it up.
0: There you go. Uh, And so once you get once you get the thing notched, you have to go to the next one, do the same thing, and then there's a little ring at the end that doesn't have a notch, just a tiny one. Then you dismount off of that one.
1: So much disdain for the tiny ring.
0: It's it's like it's a tiny ring. Um, (laughs) Then we have the slippery summit, which seemed to be the downfall of many of the athletes. Um, Basically just a uh, sort of little pyramid shaped sort of thing with no point. Um, (laughs) Trapezoid, you might say. Trapezoid, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. it's a, a truncated no, pyramid, A trapezoid, but with no bottom. Um,
1: uh, y- yeah, yes, you're right. no bottom. You're right. <laughs> I had to think um, about it for a second.
0: And little notches on the slanted edges. Uh, and so you take this little... Um, uh, bar with two handles and you have to uh, jump yourself up the notches on one side, then traverse the uh, middle part and then jump yourself down on the other side before dismounting to the warped wall and mega warped wall.
1: Yeah, it's kind of the same concept as like an up down salmon ladder, but at uh, at an angle rather than straight up and down. Um, also, it was designed by a 12 year old because yes. the most killer obstacles are always designed by children. Yes, children um, are
0: cruel. <laughs> children are knowledgeable about how to uh, make difficult things
1: <laughs> like life. <laughs> they make life difficult.
0: I guess so. Uh, first up, we had Booty Catherine, the forty-nine-year-old who lives in the woods and scratches scratches his back with a machete.
1: Mm-hmm. He lives in Possum Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Are you on the Booty Bandwagon?
0: Um, no. If you have to think about it that long, I don't think you're on it. Well, I'm, I like Booty, but I am not willing to say I'm on the booty bandwagon.
1: Mm, okay. Well, that's I what am, his dance are
0: called. I am not, uh, Akbar in this situation. I'm not <laughs> saying I see you, Booty, got that bootylicious going. I'm not, uh, b- booty popping or whatever it is that, uh, Akbar does there.
1: Yeah. He did like a fun dance that was like, Kind of twerk adjacent, but not quite.
0: I'm going to call it booty popping. Yeah, I assumed pretty... you'd have a correct term for me, but since you don't, I'm I'm naming it right here.
1: No, you're pretty much right. I mean, that is what it is, um, and that also is a is a real term. Um, booty oh. loves fishing, hunting, and cutting wood. So, same, my three favorite hobbies.
0: Yeah, everyone knows Lita loves lumberjacks. <laughs>
1: I feel like aesthetically,
0: actually, that's true. I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> you like you like the aesthetics. You don't like the, uh, the, the meat of it.
1: Yeah. Unless say. it's the lumberjacks from uh, Monty Python. Because that's a great sketch.
0: There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Booty is uh, going to take on this course here. And he's making it far. And I'm starting to write in my notes. Oh, my. Are, are we about to see a finish on the first run? Is this really going to happen? Like, because uh, if if this had happened last week, I would have been like, nah. But last week we saw uh, Janique make it very far. And so I felt like the door had been opened. Maybe we can see a finish on the first run. And boom, there you go. Booty Catherine finishes the course.
1: Yeah, I wonder if... uh we if they're trying to like just mix up the editing or if they're doing a thing where it's like we want to start on a positive
0: now well, to get people in in this in this case they mentioned that he is the first runner multiple times I wonder if he was legitimately the first runner of the night um, yeah and then decided to like yeah sure
1: yeah that's possible um, I just want to note on the Slippery Summit, I feel like the shoulder rotation required on this is super rude. Like, we don't normally see obstacles that require, um, like, flexibility, I think, in the way that this does. I'm just noticing, like, the external rotation required when you're going, you know, some people went forward, some people went backwards. But if you go the conventional way, which I guess is facing backwards... Or which way did Booty go?
0: He went forwards. <laughs>
1: okay, forwards. Whichever one moves didn't do. Um, the impact makes it so that your shoulders are pressed so far back to hang on that it's just interesting because we don't normally see like that level of um, flexibility required. Some. Yeah.
0: And, and, you know, uh, we we'll talk about it more, especially by the time, uh, Michael Johnson takes on the course, but like, uh, there's not a lot of space for your head. Um, when you're, when you're doing it, which is why you have to sort of extend your arms a little more, um, in order to get some kind of momentum. You can't, you can't do the L's because your head would be on the thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, it definitely uh it was it was a strange obstacle and uh I was noting very early on like it seems like this course was built for smaller people that were lighter. Um like the heavier athletes were going to have a lot more trouble on the uh the uh, the slippery summit than the the sort of smaller uh you know wiry athletes like Booty. Um so then we get a montage Uh, first we got BJ Robinson, whose grandma was watching on FaceTime and he's a grocery store manager who checked out on the ring turn.
1: Oh, am I supposed to react to that? That's basic. Uh,
0: then we had Andy Johnson, who is a sweet potato farmer. I love that. Former college diver. And he took a dive when he reached Razor's edge. And, uh, guess what, Lita? Nothing sweet about that potato. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I love a sweet potato farmer. <laughs> I I was very curious about that. Like, was that set up just for the joke or does he legitimately only farm sweet potatoes?
1: I don't know. Maybe he lives in Idaho um, where they're all potato farmers, but he wanted to set himself apart. So he farms sweet potatoes. I guess so. Except I don't know where those are grown because yams are grown in Africa. And yams and sweet potatoes are really close to each other, but I bet he doesn't do it in Africa. Probably not. And probably yams are grown elsewhere. I just only know that because uh, yams are a huge part of the book Things Fall Apart by Chinua Achebe. It's like all about yams.
0: <laughs> Such a specific set of knowledge.
1: <laughs> if everybody's read that book. Didn't you have to read that in high school?
0: No, I don't, I don't even know what that book is. Oh, well, it's... um
1: very boring but I'm not supposed to say that because it's like extremely classic literature also he's dead now which is sad he died uh, the day of my college orientation I don't
0: know what to say to that
1: (laughs) all the Chinua Achebe fans will hit me up in my mentions they'll know what I'm talking about
0: okay Uh, just like all the uh, Hawaiian bread fans oh okay
1: we are sorry we'd like to issue an apology (laughs) for not knowing what Hawaiian sweet bread is sorry Several people mentioned it to us. (laughs) Uh, Okay. I don't know how we would be expected to know that, but we're sorry to all the Hawaiian sweetbread stands.
0: Yes. uh, You also owe an apology to um, Kirsten.
1: Okay. (laughs) How am I supposed to know what the University of Calgary mascot is, that it's a dinosaur? I'm sure she doesn't know the University of Michigan mascot either.
0: I don't don't know. I feel like uh, you've probably got a tweet heading your way. What's it. the
1: Emerson mascot, like a nerd? Oh, I don't
0: know. Um, yeah, like a Harry Potter or something. <laughs> you actually don't know the Emerson mascot? It's probably a lion. I don't know. I think we have a lion or something.
1: Oh, it is a lion. Yeah. Wow. That's.
0: Uh, is it? Is it of, an actual? Ma- do we have a mascot?
1: Um, I, I don't know. I just Googled Emerson College and uh Emerson College mascot. Um I mean I doubt it because you don't have like football games.
0: Yeah, I mean I think we Oh, maybe we don't, I don't know.
1: Your colors I say are... we
0: like I <laughs> feel like I'm a part of that community in any way.
1: Your colors are yellow and purple, which actually the yeah. same colors as my high school. Um and as such the fifth image that comes up when you Google Emerson mascot is Waluigi so that would be a much better mascot
0: yeah um man uh I I was looking for it right at the end of last week's podcast when we recorded it I I saw a tweet that was at us and it was something about you being wrong and I really wanted to bring it up but I can't find it
1: that didn't happen you're making that up
0: happen. Uh so then we had Haley Joe Fuller, who is a chiropractic student who couldn't make the right adjustments at ring turn.
1: Speaking of mascots, you skipped over the part where the Miami University hurricanes mascot is here. Sebastian the Ibis, Seabass.
0: Oh I didn't notice,
1: oh yeah, well, they were like, we've got Sebastian the ibis, we've got uh the cheerleaders from Miami University, I think I said University of Miami, it's Miami University, um, and there's a ten foot ninjatron,
0: yes, I did not notice the ninjatron, they of course you did the ninjatron competed,
1: yeah, he did the Sebastian the ibis didn't as far as we know,
0: yeah, that's why I didn't mention him,
1: okay, not just because he's not a robot <laughs>
0: uh next up we had jessica clayton the 36 year old it consultant uh also a struggling single mom whose kids would not let her quit ninja
1: yeah that's sweet we've seen her on team maybe have we i don't know her name sounds really familiar to me and i know she's competed before but normally i don't
0: remember people from last year it is a very familiar name jessica clayton it's like two different movie <laughs> names combined
1: what movie names
0: michael clayton and, and jessica jones yeah something like that <laughs> <laughs> the only jessica i could think of in film jessica rabbit um, i love that movie jessica chastain
1: that's a woman not a Who's character. in movies right what movie is michael clayton from
0: i don't know is
1: is he an actor
0: no he's uh he's a character um oh the movie is called michael clayton okay
1: okay i've never heard of that film
0: uh george clooney i believe
1: Mm, never heard of him oh a mall's husband
0: yes yeah um akbar is extremely pumped when she saves herself on razor's edge because she uh she's going on razor's edge she trips she manages to stand on the board and get back up onto the 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 dismount landing platform thing and akbar's just like yes, Ah, he's losing his mind
1: it was an amazing save yeah i'm with akbar i support jessica clayton (laughs) sister of michael clayton
0: see see what she does here she's now you're making it out to be like i don't support jessica clayton
1: oh my god (laughs) this is what we're gonna fight about today
0: (laughs) (laughs) um she uh she's using her legs on the ring turn which is gonna turn out to be a very effective strategy throughout the night um So when you go onto those big hoops, uh, if you get your legs up, it's going to save a lot of grip strength, and you're going to need that grip strength on the slippery summit. Uh, Unfortunately, despite saving hers, she still runs out toward the end, but she does make it quite far.
1: Yeah, she runs. She falls basically at the dismount of the slippery summit. She gets through
0: all of the up part, which to me seems like extremely challenging. Yeah, well, well, I think the uh, the cool thing about this obstacle is that the up part is very taxing like on your muscles and on you know just trying to like actually uh use your strength to get up and then by the time you get to the down part that's a lot more taxing on your grip which is going to be the thing that's running out by that time if you do not have good grip um next up is michael johnson the 25 year old um We cut to him in the middle of his run on Razor's Edge um, and uh, basically right as he takes his shirt off. Um, And it's a great time to cut to someone. What I really liked about this moment was we cut right to him, takes his shirt off immediately. I was like, okay, so we cut to the part where he takes his shirt off. Then they cut to the audience and it's just like a couple of women who just look very appreciative. (laughs) grateful yeah
1: (laughs) I am surprised that Akbar didn't make a magic Mike joke because his name is Michael
0: missed opportunity I know Michael Johnson also very familiar name
1: yeah well I just know someone with that name
0: isn't Michael Johnson like a Olympic athlete Mm,
1: Michael Phelps is an Olympic athlete Magic Johnson I don't know it's a very common name
0: Magic Johnson
1: is a basketball player
0: Michael Johnson was a sprinter?
1: Okay, well, this is also the ice in my veins guy. Yes. So we have seen him before.
0: That's this is when I wrote. Oh, this is the guy with ice in his veins.
1: Right. That because we still totally know what that means, and that that was something that everyone got mad at us last year because it's a basketball <laughs> thing that uh, we did not know. I
0: didn't recognize him. Like I don't think he looks that different than he did, than he did last year. But for some for some reason I didn't. Maybe because he had his shirt off. Who knows? I,
1: <laughs> you have like. uh what is it uh object permanence issues where if someone's wearing a shirt or not wearing a shirt, you can't identify them as the same person? They're basically different people um I don't recognize him because I never recognize people's faces if I've only seen them once or twice.
0: Yeah. Well, there was no room for his head on the Slippery Summit. He's a he's a big guy. Um, and so he's like bashing his head back in the thing, trying to get up the uh, the part, uh, the up part. Um, and I was just like, man, this again, I was like, this just seems like it was built for just smaller, lighter people. Um, and uh, he, he does end up running out of grip strength just at the end of the uh, Slippery Summit.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of a bummer because if an obstacle is going to be built for a smaller, of people, I would at least want to see more women finish it. But so many women went out
0: on this obstacle. Uh, yeah. Uh, unfortunate. Um, by the way, though, Jessica Clayton uh, did manage to qualify um, as one of the women that qualified. And Michael Johnson is going to be 30th place just barely qualifies for the city finals with ice in his veins.
1: Good job, MJ.
0: Yeah. And then we had Dan Courtney uh, who was a 41-year-old computer programmer who had a daughter named Lucia and um, that was basically it. (laughs) (laughs) He has a daughter named Lucia. Well, he had one on the show.
1: Okay, well, that's really misleading. He still presently has a daughter. I wouldn't have said, and
0: that's it. I would. And that's have... it. He had a
1: daughter. Doesn't anymore. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you. You don't. You don't have a sensitive soul to these types of things. Maybe I you're mean, it was like...
0: sweet. I just like. I was thinking. I was like, what am I writing notes about? He has a daughter. She's sweet.
1: She inspires him. He has applied four times and Mm -hmm. is doing it for her. He's not giving up. uh, But he really probably won't inspire her that much with this run.
0: No. Uh, Comes up short on the flywheels.
1: Yeah. Maybe he won't have to apply four more times before he gets on next year. Maybe. Did you see the... I don't know what platform you watch this show on, but did you see the Jeep commercial with Flip on it? I did
0: not. I fast-forwarded
1: Oh, wow. Sad. Um, Well, I didn't fast forward because I was confused because I thought it was like a ninja related thing because I saw Flip and it was the first commercial after the uh, after, you know, when you start the commercial break. Um, I
0: start fast forwarding the second they uh, it seems like there's not going to be another run like this. Which Sometimes I miss the like end of the uh, act. Yeah, um, that's why you didn't
1: see the cheerleaders and the robot and the
0: Ibis. Probably. (laughs) because <laughs> it's just like they spend so much time like coming up like i'm gonna watch you don't have to <laughs> tell me every two seconds
1: i know but then you miss flip being a jeep spokesman i'm wow. happy for him
0: i'm happy for him too
1: i don't have a jeep but if any of them ever do an nissan commercial i will support them wholeheartedly
0: i never really saw flip as a jeep person but
1: no? What do you see Flip as? What kind of car is Flip?
0: It's like a small car.
1: Okay. He's a Mini Cooper?
0: No, no. Like a small, sporty car.
1: Oh, I don't know what that would be. I'm out of cars that I can name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next we have a montage starting with Jesse Johnson, the Ninjatron. Yeah, this is a Much Ado About Nothing, yeah. They, he doesn't even do well. He gets short-circuited by the flywheels. Could have used the uh, taller apparatus. What?
1: Oh, the suit? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm not sure the grip strength on the Ninjatron suit. How did he make this? How much did this cost? I have so many questions.
0: You do what you gotta do to get on the show. Yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. That's one way to do it. Uh, then we had Bree Widener. Who, after two minutes on the ring turn, ends up failing.
1: I'm sad. She's so talented. Like, we will talk about her latest run on Ninja vs. Ninja uh, when we cover the last three episodes of that. But she is so talented, and I really enjoy her, and I'm sad about this. Because, like, she's one of the people that I would be sure would qualify for the women, at least. Like, I feel like in any given city, she's one of the top five women. So this is really unfortunate. She's also just super pretty. And I have a crush on her.
0: Yes. uh, Unfortunately, does not qualify this time uh, for the city finals. Um, Then we had Nick Patel, who went for the mega wall, but didn't make it. He did complete the course, however. Then we had Morgan Moose Wright, the 43-year-old PE teacher.
1: Yeah, and apparently his students made fun of him a lot for the broken pipes last year.
0: Yeah, because he caught the log with his twinkle berries last year.
1: Uh, I was really hoping we wouldn't have to say that (laughs) on the podcast. I was really hoping we would just gloss over that colorful bit of slang. It
0: was said not once but twice because Akbar also repeated it and made sure to let everyone know, not my words, his words.
1: Yeah, but you don't need to say it. Just like how you didn't need to.
0: I mean, I didn't need to.
1: <laughs> his also, not only are his students super rude, but Matt also literally says he's not getting any younger while he's <laughs> out on the course.
0: Yeah. Uh, they, they're they very uh, picky about who they call inspiringly old and who they call like, uh, oh, getting long in the tooth
1: there. Yeah. If you're like in your late 30s, you're like not old enough to be inspiring,
0: mm-hmm. but. Old enough to be made fun of for being old. Yeah. Uh, Akbar and Matt agree to put the moose hats on if he hits the buzzer.
1: Yeah. Did they do that? I literally didn't even pay attention to that. Did they put the hats on? They did. Oh, that's cute. I guess
0: they looked like very cheap moose moose hats, though. I wasn't a fan.
1: Well, where does one get expensive moose hats? Uh,
0: Wherever uh, Moose got his moose hat because his looks nice.
1: Oh, his was nicer than theirs. Well, I feel like if it's too expensive, then you start getting into like taxidermy territory where like you buy an actual <laughs> moose head and then
0: turn it into a hat. I'm I not coming anywhere close to real <laughs> moose hats. I am talking about okay, like, don't, get them to look expensive. don't make it look uh, like like orange, shiny material. Uh, like, uh, let's have some real like uh, nice looking colors.
1: Okay, well, have you ever seen a moose in real life? Yes. Oh,
0: right. You live in, you've grown in one of those wilderness states, right?
1: Well, I was going to say maybe they are orange and shiny. (laughs) Although I guess I've seen one in real life too. Maybe. Not in the wild. I would love to, though. They're great. They're so large. They're scary. Yeah. Are
0: they mean? I mean, I don't know.
1: I stand a mean legend, so I hope so.
0: Well, uh, Moose got teacher of the year for the fourth time this year.
1: Well, it seems like they should just mix that up at that point. That's just mean to the other teachers. It's just so good that they can't even. Teacher of the year just at the school. I don't know. Or in in the world.
0: (laughs) In the world. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Um, We had an award like that. At my school, but it wasn't ever allowed to go to a teacher that had won it before. So it was a little, um, wow, you know, not that competitive.
0: <laughs> Everyone who hates participation trophy com- culture is really gonna not enjoy that.
1: Oh, my school was like, I feel like officially a participation trophy sponsored school. It was very much that.
0: Well, there you go. I feel yeah, like, that par- was like participation trophies are like something that everyone loves to complain about, but nobody actually knows if it's like bad. Like there are lots yeah. of things that we know are bad that nobody complains about, but everyone complains about participation trophies as though they know for a fact that it's detrimental.
1: Yeah. Well, cause they're, I don't, yeah, I guess the argument is like, It makes kids feel like they are entitled to something just for showing up or whatever. But it's not like when I was getting participation trophies for like kids soccer or whatever. It's not like I took that trophy home and was like, I won an award like I deserve this. It was just kind of like this is a thing that everyone gets on the last day. I don't think it really like affected my psyche.
0: I think it's it's one of those things that's like. The people that also used to talk about like, oh, survivors in China. Like this is a this is a show about surviving and you're going to a country where people live all the time. (laughs) Like uh, it's like, no, that's a dumb argument in the first place. And it's also not what survivors about. I feel like it's the same thing like oh participation trophies. They've gone way too far now. Like I doubt that's even how they typically work.
1: Yeah. Also, we didn't give them to ourselves. Adults gave them to us. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was like a committee thing. And I was on the committee one year to pick the best teacher. But all of my favorite teachers had already won. I was in like fifth
0: grade. <laughs> so, so you were forced to give it to somebody you hated.
1: I didn't hate her, but we gave it to a to one of my math teachers. And listen, a math teacher was never going to be my favorite teacher. <laughs> In middle school, high school, at any point in my life, um, I was never going to voluntarily give a math teacher a
0: trophy. Well, uh, I support Megan Dillard. (laughs) What? Who's Megan Dillard? The 28 year old math teacher who lived on a farm and had a three legged dog. What we're okay? We are skipping ahead. I'm just saying. I knew that one of them was a math teacher, and uh, I support Megan. I know that you don't, but uh, I just wanted to throw that out there.
1: The narrative that I would ever not support a three-legged dog is uh, so detrimental and false, <laughs> and an assault on my image. It's frankly a character assassination.
0: Look, I'm just I'm I'm only using the tools that you put in the toolbox.
1: Classic expression.
0: Yeah. All right. We're done with Moose. We don't have any stories about PE teachers. (laughs) teachers. I was I was concerned about a a PE teacher getting teacher of the year four times in a row. Like,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: What are those kids learning if their best teacher is a PE teacher? But more importantly, what are they not learning from all the other teachers? Right. Yeah. Um, He has a messy dismount on the flywheels. Uh, He ends up going backwards on the Slippery Summit with a uh, switch grip. We're going to see a couple of people uh, attempt this, including the great Drew Dreschel. Um, And it seems like probably the better method.
1: Yeah, probably if like you're if you don't have a super dominant hand.
0: Yeah, well, like it, because it gives him a lot more headroom on the way up. And like so he is able to, uh, you know, use those L's. He can it's it's a lot easier to go up. You're using your biceps, all that. Um, but then on the way down, now you're hitting your head again. Um, so you need to. Uh,
1: and but, you can't see on the
0: dismount. But, right, right. Um, however, you don't need. Uh, as much momentum going down you just need to like drop yourself so what we saw drew do eventually is just like tiny little hops over the, the things and then back on and then slide down um and so i do think going backwards is the most efficient way if you can uh handle the technique
1: yeah i think backwards is definitely um as far as the switch grip goes, I just think it's tough to not get lopsided when you do it that way because, like, I know that I'm right-handed. Like, if I would do anything like that, it would go to the left
0: pretty significantly. I guess so. Uh, he does lose his also, hat. on an
1: obstacle like this. That's a good point. You look at me like that's not a real thing. Uh, well, I, 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 I guess. I thing.
0: Don't, you mean when you're going down?
1: Yeah, or when you're going up? Because but, so but so, I if, feel
0: like you can see you can see better because. You're facing the thing instead of looking in the opposite direction.
1: Right. If you're but that's only if you're going backwards.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Going backwards is better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he also is the first person to do the switch grip. And I'm talking about that. Oh, you're talking about a switch grip. Yeah. Okay. But I agree that going backwards is the correct strategy. You also need less of that shoulder flexibility.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, he loses his hat um akbar and matt they do put their hats on they look cheap uh and he says this course is built for old man strength
1: again very
0: shady from matt here about moose's age moose said that moose says this course is built because he's saying booty and i uh just rocked this this course is built for old man strength
1: Yeah. yeah um Maybe there's some sort of thing that like old men did in their childhood that really prepared them for this.
0: Well, I I felt like this was very uh, like, oh, that's exactly what I said. Smaller, lighter. (laughs) Are
1: are old men smaller and lighter? Is Moose small? I don't think he is.
0: I mean, he's like he's big for a 43 year old, but like (laughs) he's he's smaller than a lot of them. All right. That's sure. That's basically exactly what you said. Uh, Then we see in earlier runs. We get some flywheel falls. Donnell, Donald Henry, Ashley Harrell. uh, Not going to attempt that one. um, (laughs) And TJ Sigler.
1: I I didn't even write these names down, so I can't make an effort. I
0: believe the last name was Hawthorne.
1: Oh, yeah, that's really difficult to pronounce. I can see why you didn't
0: (laughs) touch that jacquavious
1: okay that sounds right
0: no it's definitely not (laughs) Uh, then we get another montage starting with zach thomas who is dressed as indiana jones and his adventure came to an edge on razor's edge doesn't make any. (laughs) Is that really what they said and his adventure came (laughs) to an end on razor's edge please don't edit that out (laughs) oh man the lack of sleep Uh,
1: (laughs) he came to an edge
0: Akbar says oh razor's edge was his temple of doom yeah uh, that's the only indiana jones movie i've ever seen i don't recall indiana jones perishing at the temple of doom
1: uh did indiana jones ever perish in any of the movies that's kind of what i'm saying oh yeah well (laughs) he
0: he always succeeded in his adventures
1: yeah, but he still was in a temple of doom, which is how uh, one might describe falling on an American Ninja Warrior course. That movie is terrifying. I saw that when I was a child and it scarred me for life. When he pulls the beating heart out of the guy's chest, you and shows also, it to a crowd. You
0: also think like every movie is terrifying, though.
1: Yeah, but when you're six and you see a man rip another man's heart out of his chest, it's scary.
0: I just feel like it's hard to get a good barometer of what's Lita terrifying, what's (laughs) Lita child terrifying, and what's actual terrifying or actual child terrifying.
1: Okay, well, I've never actually, I've never seen an actually terrifying movie. So we can all assume that it's just movies that I personally find scary, like The Temple of Doom and Jumanji.
0: (laughs) There you go. Uh, Then we had uh, Ellie Cohen, who uh, or Eli Cohen, maybe, uh, who played the mandolin and had no rhythm on the ring turn. It's probably pronounced Ellie. It's
1: a Jewish name. Uh,
0: Then we had Eddie Stewart, the peck guy who went for the mega wall and missed, but did complete the course and gave Akbar the left right double double.
1: No, thank you. (laughs)
0: Then we had the, uh, the woman that I support, Megan DeLard, <laughs> uh, the 28-year-old math teacher who lives on a farm and has a three-legged dog named Zeus.
1: Yeah, she does. Okay, so I watched this episode, I watched like up until this point on Thursday night, like after it aired, and it was like kind of late, and I started crying so hard at this package that I had to stop watching <laughs> for the night and then pick it up the next morning.
0: Well, uh, Zeus <laughs> or Wednesday is, night, whatever. This is, is. Uh, her therapy dog that works with her students.
1: I know she made Zeus a therapy dog because Zeus just wanted love and attention. Have you ever did they have therapy dogs at your college? Did you ever go to those? No, oh my god, they used to have them at my school during finals and midterms. Like, they would just bring a bunch of therapy dogs to the library, and you could just sit and pet dogs all day. It was amazing. Wow. So therapy dogs do the Lord's work. Zeus seems great. I love it.
0: Uh yeah. Uh also something to admire. Uh her biceps. Akbar really admiring her biceps on the course.
1: Yeah. And uh, listen, it's not that I don't admire people who teach math. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna make that clear. Uh they just personally made my life very difficult.
0: I mean, I know that I admire Megan, so Uh, (laughs) she um, completely crashes at Razor's Edge, Um, just like a total like, ow, that must have hurt uh, fall here. It did seem like she had a lot of potential, though. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we see her uh, back or doing well on a Team Ninja format or something along those lines.
1: I hope so. I want Zeus to be here.
0: (laughs) Next up was Gabe Stewart, the 23-year-old coach and teacher. How
1: could they put these back to back? How could they
0: do this to me? <laughs> this so, was so you stopped watching at Megan and then you came back and you're like, all right, <sighs> got all that out of the way. All yes. right, Gabe Stewart. <sighs> yeah it really like
1: taking a break w- did not help at all then mm. i just cried two
0: days in a row yes uh gabe stewart is the uh coach and teacher at the uh that was at this school uh msd um where the parkland shooting occurred um and uh i i wasn't exactly sure uh, JJ in the package talked about like, oh, when I heard that Gabe wanted to do this, but then when, uh, Christine is talking to Gabe, she was like, uh, would you come back? And he was like, if they call me again. Um, so I was like, did he volunteer for this or did they call him for this? Uh, I couldn't figure it out.
1: I don't know what you think, like J.J. told them to give this guy a call.
0: No, not J.J. But like, what what J.J. said was that, like, when I heard that Gabe wanted to like, which said to me, like, oh, so this guy that was in this thing wanted to come on the show. And he contacted production, but maybe it was the other way around. And who knows?
1: I don't know. I hope he comes back. Yeah.
0: Um, But J.J. helped train uh, Gabe. He'd only been training a few weeks, but he wanted to come on the show uh, to, you know, uh, help. Do something positive for the community.
1: Yeah. And JJ hits him with just getting on this course makes him a hero. So I was like, oh, he's only going to make it one obstacle. But he didn't. He did very well.
0: Yes. Uh, And you can see JJ sort of uh, giving him tips on the sidelines. Um, He does slip a few times, uh, saves it on Razor's Edge. Um, Akbar says, MSD, MSD,
1: I see you, baby. Yeah. this this is so much <laughs> there were like the kids there and the audience and um yeah it's it's kind of amazing because this is like the tony awards happened this week and like the kids from uh the theater department of uh parkland of msd like performed a song there and i don't know so they like just the way that um this event in particular even though unfortunately it happens all the time has like struck a struck a chord with people just because of the resilience of like this particular group of young people i don't know it's really like captured the public imagination i think and i i don't know it it hits me things like this after the three-legged dog
0: yeah you know what hits me what seeing a clean-shaven isaac caldera we're we're
1: moving on (laughs) we're just done with gabe stewart now okay
0: oh yeah he he went down on the ring turn um unfortunately i did say that he would like to come back i'm sure he uh sure he will
1: yeah so i was looking for gabe on social media unfortunately it's a pretty common name he doesn't appear to have an instagram or twitter which is weird because uh he is 23 um but i can imagine events like this make you Want to not be on social media. Um, but I was looking for him, uh, just cause I wanted to, to tweet to him. But, uh, there was like some, you know, stuff like this inspires, uh, certain political reactions and just even something as innocuous as American Ninja Warrior. I saw a couple of people tweeting like, Ugh, like when out, you know, goes out immediately on American Ninja Warrior, of course he does snowflake, like. <laughs> blah 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 and it's like he okay he didn't go out that early like people will literally latch onto anything to like support their political agenda
0: wait being part of a school shooting means that (laughs) he would go out early i don't understand
1: yeah but listen well they're all uh crisis actors haven't you heard
0: oh okay
1: that it's not real i don't
0: Um, take those people seriously
1: yeah, well, I don't either. I'm just saying if you're the kind of person who uses American Ninja Warrior to support your program <laughs> agenda, whatever, you know, I'm not trying to alienate our listeners, but maybe just don't tweet about like teachers like this in a derogatory way.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, my message. <laughs> if you believe in crisis actors, uh, <laughs> uh, are you listening to this podcast? I don't <laughs> think so. You probably uh, already hate me. So, um, so, yes, but we do see uh, clean-shaven Isaac Caldero in the audience, and they mentioned that he'll be on the show next week.
1: Uh, he, mistake shaving his mustache.
0: I think he looks way better.
1: No, he looks older.
0: I think he looks younger.
1: Okay, that's like your opinion. It's wrong. He had like a
0: really good mustache. It was like an uncommon mustache. It was uncommon and made him look like a hippie.
1: Yeah, uh-huh.
0: Now he and? looks like a person that's not a hippie.
1: He still has the long, messy hair.
0: Exactly. It's just the right amount. What's wrong with looking amount? like a hippie, Grandpa? Just the right amount of hippie.
1: You are. You sound like an old person. Get a haircut, you damn hippie. No,
0: if I was an old person, I'd find the hippie style attractive because I would have grown up in the hippie era. Not
1: if you're like a grandpa. Like, my grandpa Oh, it was like in World War II and was always telling people to get a haircut because I look like a hippie.
0: Uh, well then I guess you can be either very old or very young uh, to not appreciate the hippie style
1: I like the hippie style
0: <laughs> well I guess you're just middle aged then that totally attracts to me yeah. uh, next up is Ryan Stratus uh, and very cool package um, we got to see his progression through the nine seasons of the show I liked the shot with all nine shot, uh, shots per season Um uh what I didn't like was um like since then Ninja Warrior has spread internationally and become super popular uh like uh, and he's he uh, because of American Ninja Warrior he's gotten the opportunity to compete in places like Japan like n- because your show sent them to Japan that was the point of your show when it started mm-hmm. yeah I mean, I like that you're addressing, that you're like uh, talking about your history, but I don't like that you're pretending that it's different than it was a little bit. Yeah.
1: They're like, it's so crazy that American Ninja Warrior now has a Japan Ninja Warrior. (laughs) Like, no, shut up. <laughs> um, the, you also can see the evolution of his facial hair throughout these nine years, which is pretty exciting. And also, um, I like that they name their Mount, their Mount Rushmore, the four guys who have competed yes. on all the seasons.
0: Very, I very much like that. Um, That's like, uh, like I said, paying homage to their history. Um, which Especially because Brian like.
1: Kratch really can't catch a break in terms of airtime. Yes. he's like never around.
0: Uh, they did not mention that Brett Sims was uh, part of that early history, even though they talked about Brett Sims and the beard contest.
1: Yeah. Okay. So they are doing this bet the correct way where they both have huge beards and whoever doesn't finish has to shave it. The punishment is shaving. That is the correct way to do this. I feel like a lot of people would frame this like they get to shave their beard if they do better. No. Having the beard is the prize.
0: I will say I'm rooting for Ryan to win this one.
1: Because Brett's beard looks weird. yes (laughs) yeah really blonde beards are generally a kind of crazy person look um but that's okay it's still better than no beard
0: I also feel like Brett Sims he's got like an attractive face Mm -hmm. like he shouldn't be hiding it behind the beard so does Ryan
1: no I I,
0: I agree but like uh wow I can't
1: believe Taryn just called Ryan Stratus ugly on
0: the podcast (gasps) look (laughs) I support Ryan Stratus (laughs)
1: I do too. I think his beard <laughs> makes him even more
0: handsome. Um, Akbar tells him to go get that cheese when he contemplates the mega wall. Okay. You know what I he pre- does?
1: What? He gets that cheese?
0: He gets that cheese.
1: I prefer if we're going to call money a food. I think that bread works better.
0: But cheese is more delicious.
1: Uh, firm disagree. Uh because she's
0: disgusting and bread delicious. You're a vegan. You don't get to comment on the deliciousness of cheese. I've
1: had it. I haven't been, I wasn't born a vegan.
0: You don't get to comment on the deliciousness of food that you've
1: had. What's that? What?
0: You have to regularly eat food to know to understand just how great it is. I have
1: only been vegan for five years. I ate cheese. I didn't like it. It was gross, so I didn't eat it anymore. Okay. So I'm, I'm letting you know that I've had it enough to know that it's gross.
0: There are so many different kinds of cheese. There's definitely a kind of cheese that you like.
1: Yeah. I liked Brie a there, lot, but it doesn't taste like other cheeses. Um, anyway, I just think that bread is a more apt, uh, metaphor because it's like fundamental. Like you need it to survive in a way that you don't need cheese, or at least you did at one point. Like bread is like your foundation
0: food. Now everybody's gluten free, but. But do you need $10,000 to survive or is $10,000 a nice treat for getting up the mega wall?
1: I'm not saying that $10,000 is exactly what bread means. I'm saying as a food slang term for money in general, I think bread is more apt.
0: But for this one in particular, I think cheese works better. All right. This
1: this is definitely one of our dumber arguments. (laughs)
0: Uh, Also, I realized as Ryan got up the mega wall, uh, not only does getting up the mega wall get you $10,000, but it guarantees you a big highlight on the show. (laughs) Like, oh, a, true. like I, I, in retrospect, I was like, oh, now it makes sense that they're talking about Ryan and his history with the show and naming the four people that have done it every time because he made it up the mega wall and they had to give him a more uh, more of a spotlight.
1: Yeah. If you, Well, I mean, I feel like in qualifying, there's almost no downside to going up to attempting the wall anyway, because no one so far has made it to like, even if you fail on the wall, you're still going to qualify. If you fail on the regular one. Yes. So far. I mean, that's not a guarantee, but like, I feel like you should try the mega wall, even if you feel like uh, only one attempt for the warped wall, like not great odds. Like if you felt the warped wall, that's fine. You'll still qualify. Well,
0: I, I mean, I will say like uh, attempting the 18 foot wall is Kind of dangerous, especially if you have, are not prepared for it. Like oh, uh, see, the yeah. wall, like the wallet, the 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 regular warped wall can be dangerous if you're untrained. Um, but so the 18 foot wall, I imagine, is much. More, and you, you, I think we saw uh, somebody at least to like kind of crash down after attempting it. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, it can be, you know, if if you if you think like there's no way I'm going to make it up, that there's not really much point in you know taking the risk.
1: Yeah, I guess. Um, Or you're at Jesse Graff, who's like, obviously, I'm going to get the biggest package regardless. (laughs) It does not matter. I don't need to attempt that thing.
0: Yeah. Uh, Next, we have another montage starting with Alicia Tavani Candela, who was a world champion uh, person with Taekwondo.
1: Yeah, world champion person. That's exactly what they're called.
0: Uh, She came up short on the flywheels. Then we had Kevin Carbone, the maker. Who uh, slipped on the Slippery Summit. I came up with that one because he slipped.
1: Oh, my God. You nailed it. Um, But he did qualify. Don't worry. He was
0: the fastest to the Slippery Summit.
1: Mm -hmm. And as always, Kevin, call me. (laughs)
0: Uh, Then we had Rico Rivera, who also lost his grip on the Slippery Summit.
1: Yeah, he's the fire guy, right? With the cape.
0: Yes, and uh, I believe he was also the guy who dressed up as the dinosaur and ran the course as the dinosaur.
1: Oh, T Rex! Great.
0: Um, Then we had Charity LeBlanc, who was a 29-year-old social media sensation. This is so weird. This makes me (laughs) feel like an old person. Okay, (laughs) to look at this and be like, "What?" I just want to like sort of (laughs) recap how this package went. So it starts off. And it's got the kind of like kind of like uh, just regular, you know, package. Uh, she had a baby when she was young. She didn't know who she was. Uh, like, I, I just I didn't know who I, I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. Q music. Being a mermaid ninja allows me to be like, whoa, we missed a spot here. When did she get there? Why have we jumped immediately to being a ninja, a mermaid ninja?
1: Yeah, it doesn't explain how she discovered this at all. Like, I also feel like the transition of like, I lost my identity. I was trying to find who I was. So now I dress up as a fictional creature. Like, that doesn't seem like a healthy way to find your identity. I'm not judging her. I'm just saying the package was poorly cobbled together. (laughs) The story did not make sense. And like, yeah, it was just like very unfocused. It was like, I do this like for my kids, to be with my kids. I have all these subscribers. It makes me feel this. Like, it just all felt like very confusing to me. I thought it, I thought that she was going to be one of those people who's like, um, they they put on like mermaid shows that people pay for at like aquariums sometimes where like women do this. And it's like a, a good workout, probably. But no, it's not that. She just makes videos with her hair like this.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I just felt like the quality of the hair dye could have been better. The quality of the hair dye. Well,
1: I think that's probably just because she's probably constantly dying it. So you don't want to go really high end.
0: I guess so. Also, she's, she's like, I mean, that's your whole thing.
1: Yeah, but know. she's also wearing extensions. But even here. like,
0: like the kids had hair dyed also. Right. It was well, also you know, very you, like faded looking.
1: Yeah, you have to use semi-permanent on children. <laughs> You can't bleach their hair. Just
0: no I'm just saying. I I know wow. nothing about it. I'm just if that, if that's your whole thing, I, I expect <laughs> higher quality. Oh my God. Uh, I'll plug Manic
1: Panic hair dye. It's not tested on animals and it's the best semi-permanent hair dye in the world. Um, she her extensions really are gorgeous, though. She's wearing them on the course and she's like very graceful. I can see that she comes from a ballet background and Like, I guess, if you're going to be a mermaid and love the ocean that much. Um, Sorry, I feel like I sound really judgmental. I just don't understand this is really all I'm saying. Well, but good for her if it helps her keep close with her kids and things like that.
0: Typical middle aged Lita striking again, (laughs) doesn't understand the social media sensation.
1: I never understand the social media
0: sensations for somebody that's so into social media. You're yeah. very judgy about social media sensations. I'm not,
1: I'm not judgy about it. I'm just out of the loop because I'm into Twitter. Like, And I know the, the like viral Twitter accounts, but I don't know viral videos because they don't
0: oh. go to Twitter. So Charity ends up falling here on the ring turn. She is not able to make the jump to the first ring.
1: Yeah, she kind of messes up the trampoline, but yeah. she really did look like she had potential.
0: Maybe if she had had the uh, mermaid fins, she could have had more jumping power.
1: If she had done it with the tail. Mm. That would have been impressive if someone can do it in shrimp
0: boots. Right. Uh, then we had a montage starting with Emily Durham, the pro wakeboarder, who is just short on the ring turn, but maybe she'll qualify. Guess what? Does she? She does.
1: Yeah, they. that would be weird if they said that and then
0: she didn't. Um. Then we had Jonathan, Jonathan Sharp Brown, who is a walk on, who was so confident he ran with his phone in his pocket, who and and then he went and dropped the phone at Razor's Edge um, out of his pocket. He did not fall in at Razor's Edge. He just dropped his phone into the water.
1: Yeah. But then he fell
0: anyway. Yes. Then he also fell at Slippery <laughs> Summit.
1: And then you see him like trying to like charge his phone and like looking pissed and it's like, okay, you did the world's most annoying thing. You can't be mad that now your phone is broken. This was
0: definitely put on. This is an old phone and he's pretending to be mad uh, Mm. afterward.
1: All right, I don't know.
0: This guy just seemed
1: like kind of a douche.
0: Otherwise, this is incredibly dumb. (laughs) (laughs) He
1: might be incredibly dumb or incredibly confident. Confidence Uh, is the number one ninja killer. Then we
0: then we did see Brett Sims in the montage. He did finish, so he doesn't have to shave yet.
1: Yeah, they're gonna
0: push it to qualifying. Although Ryan still
1: technically did better than him because he did the
0: mega wall. Um, and I believe, uh, actually, no, uh, Brett Brett finished faster than Ryan, so mm. maybe call it even. All right. Although, not even with ten thousand uh, dollars then we had Lindsay Eskelson who is the uh, Calabama ninja
1: yeah is that better or worse than Calexico
0: um, I don't know is, is it a I, place I feel like it's better because she's not referring referring to an actual place she's just referring to two places separately
1: yeah she's from California but moved to Alabama which is not generally how that migration pattern goes
0: yeah, otherwise you'd have to call it the uh, California.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that would be great if uh, if your name was Allie and you're from California, then your Twitter handle should 100% be California.
0: Somebody's going to take it now.
1: I think Allie from Survivor, her Twitter handle is at Ali from Cali.
0: But and she missed opportunity there. I know. Yeah,
1: California. Yeah. Okay. We, got it.
0: Uh, we joined Lindsay at the Flywheels and she guarantees uh herself a qual uh, a uh, final spot by completing the ring turn.
1: Yes. Good for her.
0: Then she has a very dramatic dismount uh as her grip fails on the uh slippery summit.
1: Yeah, she was a cheerleader so she does like a full
0: somersault. Yes. Uh, then we see JJ Woods. Uh, they call him the unofficial host, um, because this is his hometown. Uh, he's got Zoe, the, uh, the girl with cancer on the sidelines. Um, and they mention, that he had a disappointing run two years ago in qualifying where he went down and his season was over. Uh, he had his comeback year last year, and uh, I was—I was, they immediately put me on edge, um, which uh, unfortunately is the punny way of saying that he trips on Razor's edge and goes down.
1: That was the edge of his run.
0: <laughs> uh, this, I reject this. I was so mad. Like this, I can't believe this happened to him again. He's gotten to compete in Vegas once in the last three years.
1: I know, I know. And he last year he patented a strategy on stage one in Vegas. He was the one to come up with like that thing on the parkour run that everyone did.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, just very unfortunate. Akbar. As soon as he goes bar goes down, Akbar says, "No, you were supposed to bring the wood." Oh.
1: <laughs> Yikes!
0: I <laughs> I did not hear that. <laughs> it was very surprising to hear. <laughs> um, Family program, Akbar. I guess he tried to take these big strides and it ended up backfiring. But then we see Drew Jeshul do the exact same thing. I mean, I guess I guess Drew can do whatever he wants, but like uh, but I, I don't know what, what went wrong here.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not like JJ's an amateur. Exactly. Uh, I'm frustrated and there's no wild card this year. Sad. Yeah. Maybe he should just go to another city in drag and maybe no one will recognize him and then he can qualify for the women.
0: What would his drag name be?
1: Oh my god. Uh, Well, it'd have to be something that is like related to the woods or the forest or something. It'd have to be like LL Forest. (laughs) It's too close to LL Bean. (laughs) Okay, well, that's a fine drag name also. Yeah. Oh, he can be like, he can be like BB. That's a girl's name. BB Forest. Okay.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, then we see in other runs, Nico Long is a 19-year-old who goes down at this Slippery Summit. Eli Bell uh, is 20 years old and also goes down on the Slippery Summit. And then Kemi, Kenny Nimitalo is the fastest finisher so far.
1: Yeah, but why would we want to see that run? I don't know. When we could watch mermaids fail.
0: Something about living in a hospital for months, but I guess that's old news. What? Oh, that was this guy. Yeah, I remember him. Uh, then we have another montage starting with Rachel Goldstein, who was fantastic again tonight, uh, who is the fastest uh, woman to the Slippery Summit. Yeah, she's so cute. Yes. Then we had Devin Harrelson who uh, is otherwise known as Dougie fresh. Uh, He goes down on the slippery summit.
1: Yeah. But he had his light up sneakers.
0: Yeah. So fresh.
1: So fresh and so clean.
0: Then uh, Crazy Craver Neil Craver uh, went down hard at the me- he was the guy that crashed on the mega wall, mm. um, and but did complete the course. Akbar says, "You crazy man! You crazy!"
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, just because Neil Craver crashed on the mega wall doesn't mean that it's a common experience. I feel like he just treats his body like a, a super ball. He's just always hurting himself and throwing himself around.
0: I just like to imagine Akbar like turning to Matt while. Well, uh neil cravers on the course just going like cravers crazy man like uh <laughs> hooch is crazy um so then we had drew Dreschel take on the course uh thank god for drew jessel <laughs> like, um...
1: okay isn't having drew and jesse on the same night a little insane a
0: little bit um, like if I were to
1: pick two, the two most anticipated runs, I would
0: say it's those two. I feel like this episode maybe needed it a bit, though, especially after JJ goes down like uh, yeah. we basically got Ryan, JJ, uh, JJ ends up in this, you know, on un- very unfortunate circumstance. And then. Who else did we have? Drew and Jesse to sort of make up for that.
1: Yeah, I guess now that they have Isaac back, they have that as like another big headline run.
0: Yeah. Uh so Drew will be appearing in Men's Health.
1: Great. Yeah, and James Marsden's on the cover. One of the few celebrities that you and I both know who that is. Yes. You watch Westworld, don't you?
0: Oh, he's um He's the wow. super
1: handsome guy on Westworld.
0: Uh Teddy. I don't know. Right. I've never seen Westworld. Um, I know him
1: from 30 Rock. In Hairspray. Uh,
0: so, yes, he'll be appearing in Men's Health. Uh, he posts social media challenges for top ninjas.
1: Isn't that Michelle Warnke's gag?
0: Well, no, she posts social media challenges for regular people. Doesn't she?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry.
0: So, so we is, uh, are not
1: allowed to attempt traditional yes, challenges. These are for
0: the elites, the top.
1: <laughs> okay, wow.
0: Um... I I do. I do have to say, you know, I'm usually 100 percent praise on Drew Dreschel, but uh, not a fan of the real life ninja redesign. What? The The t-shirt? The t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice it. He uh, he dropped the like the Japanese character and he just went with like ninja written like weirdly. (laughs) Okay.
1: Wow! For once, I didn't notice the attire, and you did.
0: I just—I was a huge fan of the the previous design. I was just like, uh, just, I do not i wasn't 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 uh, wasn't digging the redesign.
1: You gotta mix it up sometimes.
0: Sure, and sometimes when you mix it up, it messes it up, fails. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but man, Drew just—he just moves like nobody else. Uh, it, it's legitimately like watching an alien or something like nobody moves like drew jessel does on this course um he's just like floating through uh he goes backwards on the slippery slope uh just does an early backwards dismount without looking sure yeah as one does um uh then he goes to take the mega wall on and this whole time i think obviously drew's gonna go mega wall uh akbar gets his phone out i gotta get my phone out for this one <laughs> gotta get to the instagram yeah, he's never post. actually Yeah, he's never actually posted these Instagrams that he takes. He's getting ready. He's uh he's go get that cheese. Go get that cheese. Does he say it again? Yeah. Wow. Um then uh Drew gets his hand on the wall but slips and doesn't make it. Uh, and then just immediately just quickly runs up the, uh, the other wall. Um, and I'm like, Whoa, that's, I guess, you know, that just happens. But then this is something I noticed. Uh, it's very clearly pouring. like oh. torrential downpour. Like you can see you, they, they do their best to hide the rain whenever there's rain. Uh, but like you can see it really coming down, uh, when, when they're going back and forth at the top of the wall. Wow, I didn't notice that at all. That's probably why he didn't make it up (laughs) the mega wall. It was probably extremely slippery. That's probably why when he got his hand up, it slipped because it was probably very wet. Um, Yeah. So uh, that's that's my theory. Wow. The weather owes him ten thousand dollars, which is which is funny because the same thing happened to him in uh, Japan, but they let him redo it in Japan. (laughs) Like uh, he just does not have good luck with the with the rain.
1: no. But when he gets $100,000 for making it the furthest on this season, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, then I was fr- going to say there's no way it's going to rain in Vegas, except that it did for one second while mm. we were in Vegas long enough that they had
0: to like reset everything on the course. It's true. Uh, finally, we have Jesse Graff, the 34-year-old stunt woman who almost didn't make it because she was busy on a secret, top-secret project.
1: Yeah, she's doing secret training for a secret project that takes like eight hours a day, and I guess the implication is that this is for some kind of movie, like uh, a big movie, but maybe she's just trading for like the CIA or
0: something. <laughs> uh, maybe she's like the stunt woman in Captain Marvel or something.
1: Maybe. Is that movie actually coming out? Next that year. One? Huh, wow. Who's playing Captain Marvel?
0: Um what's her name uh it's not here
1: uh, who is it
0: it's oh my god why isn't it here brie larson
1: oh okay that's fine i
0: just feel like that's by far the most high profile superhero needing of in need of a stunt double that yeah I can and, think and jesse of. graf
1: kind of looks like brie larson <laughs> In that they're both blonde women. I think Brie Larson is tall. I like Brie Larson. I just, isn't uh, there a series of comics where Captain Marvel is Muslim?
0: I have no idea. I'm not a comic person, although I do enjoy the movies.
1: All right. Um, Yeah, well, that's exciting. I bet that's what it is. But maybe she also just has an ultra secret government
0: job. Potentially. Uh, She does have a new superhero outfit. And we don't really know what the superhero is.
1: I think Akbar is dead
0: on. It has to be Shira. Oh right, he did mention. I uh, <laughs> I forgot that he mentioned someone. I was like, I don't know who that is.
1: She was in uh, He Man. She's He Man's sister. Oh, I th- I think uh, probably my favorite one so far. Yeah, it's great. It's very sleek. The yeah. white and gold is really good
0: um she maybe this was a misread but she looked a little tired running through the course she talked about like not like having a ton of ninja training in the last few months um but she was very like slow and steady throughout like she never seemed in danger of failing but she just seemed like uh just kind of like slowly taking on the course
1: yeah, I'm so much more nervous watching her than anyone else because, like, as unfair as this, as it is, like, her run just matters so much more. I can't imagine that kind of pressure as just being, like, the woman who, like, if a woman's going to do it, it's going to be her.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, and I, You know, you have to wonder, like, if that pressure, like, gets to her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I guess now uh, we also have... uh We know that Alyssa
0: can beat stage one in Vegas and Jesse LeBrec, I feel like uh, she's uh, I feel like we can we can put some uh, some hopes on her, too.
1: Yeah, it's good that we're like entering an era, at least where it's not just either Casey or Jesse. And then we have like someone like Megan, who always does well, but we we haven't seen that she can like go all the way um so like we're slowly creeping up we're like every year we add like one or two women we add a barclay or an Alyssa or whatever that we're feeling like okay like maybe it's not all of our hopes on one person
0: Mm. yes definitely so that uh so she makes it she completes the course uh and that's uh that's it for the episode
1: yeah, she doesn't even try the mega wall Akbar says, "I'll put everything. I'll put on yes. everything I love." That Jesse Graff will not go out on the slippery slope. So you know she's not going to, because they're not going to make Akbar look that dumb. <laughs> on everything I love, he says it so many
0: times. That's that's like the uh, the Ninja Warrior equivalent on Survivor of like uh, swearing on your family.
1: Yeah, like I'm a hundred million percent with you. <laughs>
0: Um, I did forget to mention uh, earlier in the episode, uh, after they showed Isaac, uh, they had this clip from AW Nation, like the online website. Uh-huh. And it was just like a screen share of like a Safari browser. And right. all their bookmarks were on the browser. <laughs> and one of them was this Survivor Wiki. <laughs> what? Isn't that weird?
1: That's so weird. that's crazy that you noticed that what brought you to pause I,
0: i i literally just like as soon as the thing switched over i was like survivor survivor wiki what wait what and i went back and then i looked at all the bookmarks and none of them were as interesting as survivor wiki
1: OK, well, someone who works on the a production has to be listening to this podcast, right? <laughs> because if they are interested enough in Survivor to go on the Survivor Wiki and work on American Ninja Warrior, that's where our podcast really is the intersection of those people.
0: It's true. Uh, so you so whoever
1: you are, I'm sure you follow Taryn on Twitter. Let us know. <laughs>
0: Uh and you know, hide your bookmark by next time just in case.
1: <laughs> Maybe they were just trying to
0: to give everyone a glimpse into their lives. Maybe. Uh that's always like my biggest nightmare is like uh I'm gonna be screen sharing something for a podcast and then uh oh look, there's my bank information. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So at the end of the episode, we have our leaderboard. Drew Dreschel has the fastest time of the night um, and uh, he will be joined with other course finishers such as Kenny Nimitalo, uh Callie Alexander, Brett Sims, Neil Craver, Ryan Stratus, who made it up that mega wall. Eddie Stewart, Nick Patel, Booty Cawthran, Jesse Graff and uh, or Morgan and yes, and Morgan Moose Wright. Those are the course finishers. Then, uh, then the rest of the people failed on the slippery summit, starting with Kevin Carbone, then Todd Borges, uh, R.J. Roman, Eli Bell, Drew Hendry, Doug Leg. Casey Suhaki, which I was very surprised to see his name there, Uh, Mm -hmm. wasn't even uh, in a montage. Um, Jason Bergstrom, Greg Manders, Ethan Surprenant, uh, Jordan Brown, Nico Long, Rachel Goldstein, Oscar Ramirez, Lindsay Eskildson, Rico Rivera, Devin Harrelson, Scott Router, and Michael Johnson. So three women in the top 30.
1: Yes, they didn't just qualify as women.
0: Yes. Uh, The women that did just qualify as women, uh, the other two, Jessica Clayton and Emily Durham. Uh, Jessica went out on the Slippery Summit and Emily went out on the ring turn.
1: Yes, ring turn.
0: Yes. Then we get a uh, next time on and it's, uh, they're like, next time on American Ninja Warrior it's Isaac Caldero, the only man to have been a, uh, the champion of Ninja War- uh, okay, okay, so <laughs> now, this is like an abusive relationship Isaac decided to ghost American Ninja Warrior and so they were finally being nice to Jeff Britton and now that Isaac's giving them some attention again, is oh it's all Isaac, oh the only man, only man <laughs> to do it. Is Isaac the guy that's on the show now?
1: Yeah, but then when Jeff comes back next year, which we know One he is. One of
0: two men to complete
1: <laughs> Where, what city are we in next week?
0: Uh, I don't know, actually.
1: Oh, well. Is it Minneapolis yet? I feel like everybody uh, that I follow on Instagram is posting about how they're going to be in
0: Minneapolis. I don't know. I, did, I I did find it very annoying. They showed a lot of footage from Isaac's run. <laughs> on the preview um so uh, i guess i'll leave it at that but it just felt very (laughs) spoilery
1: yeah um okay indianapolis next week
0: i feel like that's basically the same thing
1: as Minneapolis. (laughs) yeah
0: they both are indianapolises
1: (laughs) uh sort of indianapolis minneapolis they're, they're both
0: apollises. Yeah, which is a pretty weird thing to have at the end of your name. Well, Poli's, uh, what, Greek for city? I just feel like if my name was Terani, and <laughs> uh, I met somebody that was named, uh, you know, uh, Armstrongiapolis. <laughs> well, that um, would just be super weird <laughs> because neither of those are names. <laughs> that's super I'd be like, whoa, that's so weird. We basically have the same name. I'm saying it's not a
1: coincidence. What is the, the root? Poli is something, because it would be the same for politics, Metropolis. Um Good movie. Metropolis? I've never heard of it. Yeah, I mean, Poli, City. Um, anyway, uh, they are not the same. One of them is much more north. Uh, also, I have been to one of them and not the other. I've been to Indianapolis, but I've always wanted to go to Minneapolis. I've never made it.
0: I mean... <laughs> Oh, you, you didn't even realize you were so close. You just need to switch a few letters at the start. What? <laughs> all you need to do is just, just switch the uh, mini <laughs> to an indie.
1: And then I can say that I've been to Minneapolis. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I wonder if we're going to have all of our IndyCar people back. I know that you really want that.
0: I do. In the
1: Indianapolis qualifiers, your Indy car, which you
0: thought stood for independent car racing, is it for Indianapolis car racing?
1: Yes, I N D Y. The Indy Five Hundred. It takes place in Indianapolis. We've been over this, or it takes place in Indiana, at least. I didn't even
0: realize that's not even how you spell Indianapolis.
1: What? No, it's short for I N D Y. It's sh- they. S- Indy. It's short for Indiana.
0: I just feel like why wouldn't it be INDI? Because it it's not <laughs> like indie music, it's not the same. Well, no, indie music would be INDIE. I know. But Indianapolis so, is I N D I A N A P O L I S. So why not INDI <laughs> for indie?
1: INDI. Yes. Okay.
0: It's well, actually like- short for it's if you spell Indy as short for Indianapolis as I N D Y you are uh, insinuating that Indianapolis is spelled I N D Y A N uh whatever the rest of it was.
1: Well, I think generally it's like how you abbreviate Philadelphia to Philly with a Y. That's just kind of like how you do nicknames.
0: I disagree with that <laughs> logic. I'm just saying. I also find Philly confusing. I do. I didn't like that it's spelled to the Y. Well, how should it be spelled?
1: Because that the- one has an A with an I wouldn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> well, I, OK, so that well, that actually at least makes sense in like Philadelphia is is abbreviated to Philly. Uh, right. They changed the letters. They've changed the sounds. But if you're na- if it's the same sound, then it should be the same letters.
1: I Indy. D.I. No,
0: it's only weird because it doesn't exist right now but if it existed that way and you looked at it as a Y you'd be like oh that's even weirder
1: yeah um I just (laughs) I just think that it's very funny that you thought that it was I-N-D-I-E I-N-D-I is fine I-N-D-I-E is something different
0: (laughs) I mean I I, I find it funny as well But I, I'm not like, uh, man. I should have known that uh, about <laughs> race cars. I don't
1: know, people. It, it's, it gets filtered into the, uh, to the common vernacular. It's not like I've ever been to a race car thing. What are they called? A race? I guess. <laughs> a race car race? That sounds wrong.
0: Probably is, and somebody's <laughs> probably somebody's probably going. I can't believe Lita doesn't know how to say race car race properly. We
1: all know that race car driving is a waste of fuel and it will be a relic of the past in 60 years.
0: I feel like most things are wastes of fuel.
1: Most things? Yeah. Not biking.
0: What fuel does biking take up?
1: None. That's why it's not a waste of fuel.
0: Obviously, I'm referring to things that use (laughs) fuel.
1: Anything that uses fuel is a waste of fuel. No, most of them. Okay. Um. Yeah, that's that's probably true. I guess depending on what you count as a waste.
0: Exactly. That's my point. Because to most people, most things are a waste of fuel because they only care about a few things that the fuel does.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that golfing is also a waste of land and fuel, but I bet that would make a lot of people mad.
0: Uh, we, I, I, I'm seeing more tweets here. Um, You've been
1: looking this long for
0: someone else to say that I'm wrong about something? No! This is from 41 and 30 minutes ago.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I just just happened to look over. Uh, Kirsten says she's team leader on the oceans business. I don't know if that means Uh, she is team leader on calling it oceans or team leader on having me see oceans
1: both okay wait here's an update I have seen oceans since our last podcast it was great I loved it I had so much fun during the whole movie everyone should see it including Taryn but he won't because he doesn't trust me
0: (sighs) look somebody asked me if I'd seen oceans and my response was no I saw a drift though and I feel like that should count, given how Lita calls the movie Oceans. Adrift is about two people who are adrift on the ocean. I feel like it it counts.
1: No, I'm mad at you. We're not speaking. It was so good. And Sandra Bullock really has grown on me um, as I age. And also, <laughs> Kate Blanchett is always great. And then everybody else, I just like Stan anyway.
0: The rating did improve on IMDb. I'll give you that.
1: What is it now? It's gone
0: up to a 6.3.
1: Okay, that's, like, fine. it's
0: like, almost the threshold of 6.5.
1: Wow, great math. 6.3 is almost 6.5?
0: My threshold is generally about 6.5.
1: But it's not a movie that is, like, uh, you know, going to be, like, Oscar. What? It's just supposed to be fun.
0: I want to see uh, Upgrade. Which was a 7.8, by the way. Obviously not an Oscar movie, but very fun.
1: What well, I've never heard of it. Who's in that?
0: Uh, Discount Tom Hardy.
1: Who's Discount Tom Hardy? I don't
0: know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, okay. Let's see. It's Logan Star- Marshall Green. Uh, I've never heard of any of these people.
0: Yeah, because there was also a... Uh, um the whole thing is that like all of the actors in it are discount other actors. Oh. But he was actually very good in it. Like uh it's it's quite an insult to call him discount Tom Hardy.
1: Well, I feel like that's not an insult at all because uh Tom Hardy people love him. So that's I true. feel like to be a discount Tom Hardy is still uh still quite a compliment.
0: It's just that like people went through the movie not realizing he wasn't Tom Hardy.
1: <laughs> well, then that's a great compliment people people Uh, like him um i feel like it's an insult if you call someone like a discount matthew mcconaughey or someone who's like not really that great to begin with uh yeah i mean
0: matthew mcconaughey is not bad
1: uh firm disagree have you seen uh 10 things i hate about you Uh, No. uh how to lose a guy in 10 days these are like 15
0: year old movies like uh right current day matthew mcconaughey is a pretty good actor
1: no, but listen, I have a point to make. <laughs> have you seen How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days?
0: I don't remember if I've seen that. It was 15 years ago <laughs> if I had. <laughs>
1: okay well kate hudson is really good in it um but matthew mcconaughey is the main guy and uh like a key plot point is that like he's like a diehard Knicks fan born and raised in new york like his family is from staten island but he still has a southern accent he like cannot bring himself to not talk in matthew mcconaughey voice it's crazy and i was talking about this and my friend pointed out that maybe dallas buyers club was originally written to be like Boston Buyers Club, Minneapolis Buyers Club, but then they cast Matthew McConaughey and they were like, this guy can't not do a Texas accent. So now we have to set the movie in Texas.
0: Not all actors have to do that two accents. What? Not all actors have to do accents. Yeah, but he does if he's playing a character born and raised on Staten Island. I don't know. I I've never been the person that like gets annoyed about accents because I've just never I do. cared.
1: Nicole Kidman got the uh, Golden Globe for Big Little Lies despite not even trying to cover her accent. I just don't
0: think it. Like I really don't think it matters.
1: It takes me out of it if that accent is like distracting.
0: I just, I never find it distracting.
1: If you're like, why does this person like, why does Nicole Kidman have an Australian accent that she's having a really hard time covering up when like she lives in Monterey? People have
0: different accents. I just accept it. I, I uh, I'm very accepting of people. I don't like uh, question their origins or make them feel bad about their accents. Oh just, my I'm just like, uh, I support people with accents.
1: <laughs> question their origins. It's like I'm going up to Matthew McConaughey and be like, go back, go back to your country. <laughs> Learn to speak New York English.
0: All right. I think that's enough for the uh Taryn Lita movie podcast. was um, <laughs> really good. Everyone should see it. Uh thank you everyone for joining us. Uh we'll be back next week where we'll talk about Isaac's run that we watched in the next time on. Um I watch
1: it. And, I watch um. Uh
0: we will also be covering the ending of Ninja vs. Ninja as soon as it happens. Yeah, Which, we'll do like the last three episodes. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. You can follow Lita at Lita tweeted. You can find her on Instagram at LitaGrammed. Um And uh, make sure you check out the Taren show and Twitch and Big Brother. Mm-hmm. Anything else?
1: Um yeah so you think you can dance us back we're not doing weekly coverage we're kind of doing intermittent throughout the season just to check in um, but you can find that on their HapUps feed it's really fun uh, and I'm happy it's back because it's one of my favorite feel good shows um, and you can also check out my RuPaul's drag race recaps on my we're coming up on the finale very nervous
0: there you go uh, thank you again everyone for joining us We'll see you next time, and maybe I'll have watched Oceans by then, but who knows.